It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, Brady, you were, uh, you were a part of history last night. I was. I got to see win number 797 for Al DeMott. It, well, like what was what was the atmosphere for this whole thing? Honestly, not there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance because Al doesn't want it. No, but I I think you'll have a much bigger atmosphere on Friday. Like there wasn't a whole ton of media there. Like there was, I think, four different people there. I was the only radio kind Which of which surprises me and, and tells me that. They didn't know because I'm. I'm sure. Or if they they're knew. all planning on going to USA. Yeah. But I mean, come on, he's tying the record, and nobody has won more girls basketball games now than Al Demott. It was a very unassuming and, and this night. was the game that was in Sandusky, right. so it's the easiest one to cover. The next game is in Unionville, so. right? So that's going to be a hike for a lot of people, but. It was a very unassuming night for a very humble man with an unbelievably incredible accomplishment. Uh, they had a little ceremony at the end of the game where they read off about a page and a half of uh, just about his career, and I'll tell you some of the facts about it because the basketball game was almost secondary. Everyone was waiting for the buzzer to sound. Vassar was 1-3 coming in. You knew Sandusky was probably going to win the game, and that was the whole thing was – tying Frank Orlando for 797 because Al has been number two in the state for a long time. It's just Frank Orlando had been ahead of him and had a little bit of a lead and just kept basically with pace with Al until he retired. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll get more in, in detail of everything, and, and you can tell us some facts. Uh, as uh, We'll uh, recap uh, everything that happened last night on the show today because nothing happened on Monday. Right. So <laughs> everything that happened uh, last night, and we'll look ahead at the the rest of our week uh, as uh, well. Uh, and it's all coming up on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet... Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and Brady. So, yeah, historic night last night. Uh, Al DeMott gets win 797 to uh, tie for the most in the uh, history of our state in girls' basketball. And there really wasn't any drama to it. They jumped out to a big lead and just kind of coasted. Yeah, they were better than Vassar. They showed they were better than Vassar. Uh, Taggy's one of the better players Sandusky has. I mean, they're starting five plays a lot. They don't have a very deep bench, but the girls play fast, they play hard, and they they made it a very stress-free night on what was a very fun and exciting night for Al DeMott and and does his team to be a part of that accomplishment. And again, he's not going to take the admiration. He's not going to make it about himself. He's going to talk about the girls and what they did and say how it's so, like, push the shine on them. But I'm not going to let him do that because, <laughs> I mean. I, I like that he does yes. that. I appreciate that he does and that. that's but one of the reasons be why. be honest. For the last four, it's high school basketball, so every four years you're recycling players. Yes. And the one constant over this stretch has been Al DeMott. Let me give you some Al DeMott facts. We'll have him on for Friday's show. So we'll get to talk to him directly about this and a bunch of stuff. Dennis, you were 11 years old when he took the job at Sandusky. How old are you now? 54. And you were 11. (laughs) You couldn't, yeah, you were maybe in middle school. When he took over at Sandusky, nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine would have been. Jeez, what would it have been? Uh, at the most, sixth grade. Yeah, fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. So just to put that in perspective, like just to think what was happening in nineteen seventy nine. Walt Braun was still midway through his tenure at Marysville. Like, they hadn't won a non-mythical state championship at that point in 1979. The Tigers hadn't won their World Series in 84 yet. They had only had three World Series titles. No one knew who guys like Steve Eiserman were, Barry Sanders, all those things. Aldemont was before all of them. He started off rough. His first four seasons, he went 24-57. and Not a good start. He won three games his first year. Since then... Since 1982, he's gone 773 now and 149. That's really good. His last <laughs> losing year That's was 1982. Wow. Think about that. 1982. 40 years of not having one really down year. It happens to everyone. I mean, let's you like look at Ryan Rathje, for example. He is, I mean... If if Al wasn't around, he'd be one of the elder statesmen in girls' basketball, and it seems like every year he has a team that wins 15 and 16 games. But every so often, he'd have a class that would wasn't 
as good and they'd win five, six games. It happens. Hasn't happened for Al since the first Reagan term. <laughs> like, like, that's just stupid. And especially with the start he got off to, 24 and 57 in your first four years to flip that around and average, I think he's averaging 18 and a half wins a year since 1982. Yeah. It's just stupid. It is. It is. And to do it in Sandusky. Like, I get the, the counter argument. So, like, Frank Orlando did it at Country Day. He was playing some really good teams. I'm not going to kid ourselves that his strength of schedule was much tougher than Sandusky's because at Sandusky with some of the local teams, you probably have a few auto wins in there every year. Yeah. But you have a much bigger player pool to pull from. You can make sure you're always ready to go. Yeah, if you're going, I don't have a really great class coming through, you can go out and find a girl or two and talk their parents into sending them to your school on a scholarship. Right, where Al DeMott has to go, all right, here are my fifth grade, fourth grade girls. Let's develop them. Let's get them going. Here's the other fact about Al DeMott that I didn't know until I was doing some research last night and I found a Matt Sheehan article from, I believe, 2014 when they renamed the court after him. He didn't want the job. He didn't want to go into coaching. Going into the 1979 season, remember, that was fairly new. Title IX had only passed, and I believe it was, what, last year was the 50th, or this year was the 50th anniversary? I think so, yeah. So 1972 is when it passed, and kind of, I would normalized a good word to use girls basketball and it standardized well, yeah, standardized, standardized it and made word. it an official sport yeah so okay girls basketball have been around seven years and to be honest wasn't treated with the same respect it is now and he was the ad was looking around going i don't have a coach al you you just graduated college you played you were maybe you still might be the best boys basketball player in sandusky history why don't you coach? He's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't, need, I don't want to coach. Basically begged him to do it. He said, all right, I'll do it for a year. Won three games and then coached another 42 <laughs> seasons yeah. after that. Yeah, so 797 wins and counting later. Yes. <laughs> like, how about that for a start? Because sometimes you'll hear these stories about, oh, he was destined to coach. He, was, he wanted to be the coach from the time he was in high school. Nope. He basically did it as a favor and just never left. Not a bad gig if you can get it. I, I mean, and again, um, whatever formula they're using, and, and I think I kind of know what it is, they, they get them interested young. Right. And they get them to come up through the ranks. Like they have a youth program, and then they get the kids to play in grade school. They get them to play in middle school. like and then they get them to come out for the high school sports, and the kids are apparently excited to do that. Yeah, and, well, when you have success year over year, that always helps because success does breed success. But to just struggle from the get-go, it's not like, again, you kind of built this program from nothing. He is Sandusky girls basketball. Like with boys basketball teams, by that point there had been 40-some years of, tradition or at least established what a program was and yes I know there was girls basketball before but it wasn't formalized it wasn't standardized and until title nine is when it really MHSAA didn't have a playoff for it they didn't yeah give championships out I know for a long time they were playing with six players on the court three on one and three on the other yet you're either an offensive or a defensive player so for Al DeMott to basically start this program and turn it into the power it is, is unbelievable. 797 wins. Again, at USA, he'll go for 798, and I think you'll have a lot more pomp and circumstance at that game. Well, well yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I've, uh, I've covered USA sports, but never at their high school, so don't know what the gym is like. It's a nice gym from what I've seen. Yeah. Which, by so, the way, Sandusky's gym, I know a lot of people know this. It's really nice. Yeah, they've got a super nice gym there. The thumb, and they should. For yeah. that program, they deserve a good gym. Yes, they do. And the crazy part is, is that, um, oh, this was the other Aldemont fun fact. So when they were naming the court after him, this was back in 2014. He only had like 660 wins or something at that point. Only. Yeah, only minuscule now he could have stopped then and still been one of the greatest coaches of all time 
So they were naming the court after him, and the board was going through the process of you know naming the court, getting putting their ducks in a row. Uh, but there was a rule in the district that they could only name something after a deceased person. You could not be alive and have something named in your honor. So he was so good, he got that rule changed by the board to allow living people to have things named after him, and yeah. that's why Aldemont Court exists today. Yeah. Uh, and that and that's rare error because and, – and maybe there is something that I'm missing, Brady, but uh, Walt Braun – Viking Stadium is I think, the only other one because Walt yeah. was they, Walt they was were calling it Walt Brown while yeah. he was still coaching. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I'm, I'm sure there's other examples. I There has to be. I know there is, and it's slipping my mind. But, yeah, a lot of them only happen after they've yeah. passed. Like the, the court at Lance Cruz uh, North is named Dave for Dave Jackson, Jackson but that, that happened after he passed. passed. Um, I know that we're missing some, but there's not actually not a lot of gyms around here are named – anything special if i'm trying to think yeah no i i I just off the top of my head the those were the two plays normally i i think you get it more with like football fields right but even like around here you have east china stadium memorial stadium because that was built like like as world war ii ended um croslax isn't named mooney plays at east china algonac Algonax Field has a name, I believe. Yeah, I, I think there. It, when you walk in under the, there's like a little right. sign there that you walk under. I know Armada is, um, oh, it's Dr. Something out there, but not a ton of fields are named after people or not a ton of gyms especially have, well, two names in Sandusky's case because it's Mark S. Hun Gymnasium. Well, Aldemont Court at Mark S. Hun Gymnasium, which, again, just think, to put it in perspective, I've said this on shows in the past. If you started when Al did and went undefeated for 40 regular seasons in a row, you'd be three wins ahead of him. (laughs) If you started in 1982 and went through the current year and hadn't lost a game, you'd be three wins ahead of Al DeMott, assuming you won no playoff games. (laughs) Isn't that ridiculous to think about? It is ridiculous. So if there's a young coach out there, hey, you're getting helped with 22 games a year now, so you'd only have to go undefeated for, I think, like 38 years. But, and, and that's the – this is the other thing about it is back 20 years ago, there were guys that coached that long. Right. But as those guys have been stepping down into retirement – you don't get that anymore. No, we were we were talking about it like in in, in football right oh, now. Football with, with your uncle. Oh, speaking of re- which, retired. Well, that's news um, we yeah, can talk we, about. We can get later. to that later. Um, like uh, Larry Rollins has got to be like the guy who's been around the longest in our. And it feels now. like he kind of just took over the program. Yeah. But but he's he's been there. Bishop's about one eight of the years more, now. Lo- longer tenured coaches now. Yeah. I mean, the BWAC has just been, especially this offseason, has been a revolving door. Yeah. I mean, the the two of the three top teams lost their coach. Yep. And, yeah, Larry Rollins is one of the longer ones. Basketball, I mean, yeah, Brian Jameson has been there since, what, the 99, I believe. Yeah. Uh, McAndrews has been at Mooney for 20 like He graduated four. and then went right to coaching. Yeah, he graduated, <laughs> went, played college basketball, and then, like, walked – and after he walked off the stage for graduation, walked into Mooney's high school gym to coach. So those two have been around. I mentioned Ryan Rathje. He's, he think he's if he's not at twenty years, he's really close to twenty years. Um, but there's not a lot of that anymore. And Al has doubled them. Yeah. Like think about that. If Ryan Rathje wanted to catch him, he'd be at like the halfway point. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be coaching until the twenty forties. Yeah, uh, uh, Be- Becky Gilbert retired after last season, and it felt like she was at PH for a long time. But compared to Al Demott, Becky just, was just, Becky hardly coached. Just a blip <laughs> on the radar. Which you know she she got her she got her decade in, and and yeah. Nowadays, that seems like a really long coaching tenure. Yes. It just it's just the way it is now is I mean there's just not those lifers anymore and well Al's obviously 
more than a lifer because it felt like 20 to 25 years is what the, the lifer was before, and he's at 43 seasons. That's a long time. Um, and, and obviously, you know, he'll, he'll downplay it and everything, but you have to love it to do it for, for that long. Oh, yeah. You have to love it. And the other thing is, and the, the, you won't talk about this ever, but people have to like you to allow you to stay for 43 years. Like, you can't have any controversy. You can't have people, especially in small towns, playing games and wanting you gone. Like, you have to be a pretty popular dude, and you have to win, and you have to do so while people like you. And that's the thing. He's a very positive guy. He's not the screamer and yeller, and it seems like anyone you talk to that's ever played for him like likes Well, him. and that's, that's the thing, because he's not going to rub anybody the wrong way because he doesn't have an ego. Right. Like, he's just so laid back about it, and when they have success, as you said, everything's towards towards the girl. One, wasn't one thing, the, the email when he sends the stats to me, there wasn't one thing about him right. or the record or, you or, wouldn't have or anything like that. He filled that page with every girl on his team with every stat that they had in that game. And if you were a Vassar fan or a parent and you just – didn't know you don't follow high school sports and you showed up, you wouldn't have known until after the game was over that he was tying the state record for wins in a career. He even put Vassar's leading scorer down. Right. But nothing <laughs> about 797, did he? Nothing about 797. He told me uh, Morgan Taggy had 17 points and five steals, that uh, Helena Long had 10 points, 10 rebounds. She couldn't that, miss in the third quarter. That uh, Grace Gibbard had nine points, four rebounds, six assists, and four steals that Brooke Jansen had eight points, and that Allie Jansen had four points, five rebounds, seven assists. Yes. <laughs> but nothing about <laughs> becoming – Nothing about a record win or any of that. He is – again, I half-jokingly said it, but if there was one person to ever get a, the, the school named after him, the Sandusky Demots would have been fitting. <laughs> because <laughs> – they, 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 they can't do that. Because he would – he, he, he would have vetoed it. But the other thing is, like I said, he, he's doing this for his alma mater. He scored in his last basketball game at Sandusky. He scored 43 points. And he did that multiple times. I believe he still has the scoring record at Sandusky. I could be wrong. Yeah, I just, off the top of my head, and I've been around since the mid-90s. Right. Uh, and mind you, we, we haven't always covered... Sandusky sports heavily, but I, I can't remember anybody out of Sandusky who was like just a big time scorer right. for boys basketball that we followed and said, oh, he had another 20 something. I mean, and- basically, imagine that Tyler Jamison graduates from Northern, goes, plays at Fairleigh Dickinson, comes back to Northern, and then coaches from 2030 to 2070. That's essentially <laughs> what Al DeMott did. Yeah. That's insane. That could happen, though, with Tyler. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, that's that's the comparison is you have an all-time great player, leave, go, college, whatever, come back, and then become the best coach in school history. Because he'll, he'll be through college about the time that Alex is done playing, right? Right. And there aren't any other young ones coming through, are there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But So, yeah, it'd be a perfect handoff. Exactly. Dad to son. So, anyway, <laughs> um, that, that's that, just – Don't get that. That's, uh, we're not trying to start rumors. No. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to give, like, sometimes you have to put it in real-life terms because the future seems so far away that that's what it would be like. Because Al DeMott, what he's done is I don't think anyone will ever see anything yeah. like that again. By the way, the score was 55-27 to because I don't even know if we even said that. No, it was. I mean, the game was over <laughs> in the second quarter. Even if Vassar was a better team, I don't think Sandusky was losing that game. Now, I'm a little upset that they lost to Cass City or MLA City because those were two close games. If they win one of those, he gets to break the record at home. Yeah, which, which would have been fun because you know for that, the whole town would have would have been there. Uh, the The good thing about the next game is it's a Friday night, right? And and so I th- I think that helps too. Um, and it's it's not a short trip, but for them it's basically straight across and up a little bit. 
And here's the thing. Al likes setting milestones against USA. He got a 700th win at USA. They dedicated the court to him when they played USA. (laughs) And now he's likely going to break the all-time wins record at USA, which is actually their first true road game of the year. Because their only other two games not at Sandusky were at the Harry Moore tournament in KPAC. Yeah. And USA's one and six, so they're probably setting the record at USA. And I there should be a lot of coverage. Anyone who covers prep sports worth their weight should be there. And that's not just in the thumb or around here. That includes the free press, the the news, anyone in in Metro Detroit that claims they have anything to do with high school athletics. Yeah, because this is, to me, this is a big deal. Right. This is a big deal, and it's on our side of the state. Yes. And I know that uh, the Detroit media probably doesn't consider Sandusky part of Detroit, but (laughs) it's not that far. No. It's, It's not. In today's day and age, it's not that far. No. They'll cover for they'll, a once in a lifetime event. They'll, they'll cover kids in Ann Arbor and Grand Rapids and places like that. And Sandusky's no further away than those right. places are to them. So um Elmont beats Croslex 32 22. Uh, I was a little surprised by that score. That it, that it was a 10-point game. Again, having not seen it, I don't know. Maybe at the end they were making free throws and, and stuff like that. But I was a little surprised by that. Um, not surprised that North Branch won. They beat Richmond 48-13. to Owen Gage over KPAC 29-27. Um, Carroll beats Brown City 54-32. Boo. Hmm. Uh, Memphis Girls beat Clintondale 23-14. And Cardinal Mooney's girls get a win over Austin Catholic by 20, 34 to 14. Those were last night's girl scores. I kind of jokingly said to you, don't the girl scores sound like football scores to you? They do. Not basketball scores? They do. Struggle to score out of the holiday break. That's usually a theme. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I'm sluggish from all the the fudge and cookies and and stuff. Right. Get back in the routine everyone is. And I want to thank your mom for not making me cookies this year (laughs) because that would have just made it worse. So... (laughs) One team that wasn't sluggish actually played their best game were the Portier on High Boys. Yeah, they they were good last night, and and Armada was good too. Like this is a good basketball game, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of uh, that. Yale had a, a big win, um, and they're getting ready for a big game later in the uh, week. So we'll get to all of that coming up in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. 
Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady, light schedule of boys basketball last night, but uh, the game I was at ended up being a really good basketball game, and uh, one and four Port here in high really played a complete ball game. They played the game we were asking them to play. They, um, you know, they played... Really good defense. Really good defense. Um, and they did it without, you know, too many fouls. Benjamin got into foul trouble. Um, but other than that, the the Big Reds were, were really solid. Not a lot of turnovers. Um, offensively, pretty consistent throughout the game. And they scored 51 points. Um, are there teams that score more than that? Yeah, but 51 is plenty when you're only giving up 44. Right. 44 to a team that's against been a team a that lot can score, points. yeah. That I think the first three games scored in the 70s. So um, this one was, was tight right from the get-go. Um, Armada got a uh, put-back basket from Sneezak as the first quarter ended, and they led 11-10 to 10 at the end of one. PH came back and led by three at halftime, 22 to 19. Then Armada came back in the third, and they led by two after three, 37-35. And then PH had a just a fantastic fourth quarter. Um, they outscored Armada 16 to seven in the uh, third, and Armada's first bucket in that quarter shouldn't have counted. Really? Shouldn't have counted. We, we don't have continuation in high school oh, sports. Oh, they gave them the continuation. I, I know a lot of I, – I hear people ch- ch- scream in the stands when a kid scores a basket an hour and a half after he's fouled. Hmm. Oh, continuation! Continuation is an NBA and NBA-only rule. You don't have continuation in college basketball. You don't have continuation in high school uh, basketball. And this was continu- – the, the, this was – Two, three steps after the, the whistle and the foul, it, it should not have been a basket. Mm. It's a nice play, but it should not have been a basket. <laughs> but anyways, that, that was my, my one beef. Otherwise, I didn't even have a beef about officiating. Nothing. Thought this, this was just a really good basketball team. Um, our, our made it caught a bad break early in the game with uh, Justin Chapman. Something happened to him. I don't know if somebody stepped on his foot 
or he twisted an ankle or whatever, but it happened in the first quarter and didn't see him again until the fourth, and then he was only in there for a minute or two, and they took him back out. Did see some interesting things. Jaden Ashford offensively was on fire. He had 14 points through three quarters. He had six in the third quarter. When the Big Reds were struggling to score, he was making baskets that kept the game close. Mm -hmm. Didn't play in the fourth quarter because the five guys that were on the court were having a big quarter, getting it done. So why mess it up? just for the sake of, you know, getting Jaden back into the game. Like, if you need him, sure. But they didn't need to put him back Don't in. Don't fix what's not broken. Don't fix what's not broken. Nate Oriole scored all 14 of his points in the second half. Knocked down, came off the bench, knocked down a couple of big three-pointers for them, and then down the stretch, he was six out of eight at the free throw line, like in the last minute and a half. And that's of the game. something PH we talked. I think we talked about it on our last show. They haven't been good at the free throw line, yeah. and this time they were helps them get a win. And the one thing that it sounds like there wasn't that there's been in a lot of PH games, there wasn't that lull. I saw it against Genesee Christian. I saw it against Croslax. Granted, those are two really good teams, but they go into this lull where they get behind the eight ball and then they're playing catch up and they just they get into a run and gun and can't close the gap at all well the the thing is is and there were a couple of lulls in this game but when they weren't scoring they weren't letting Armada score so it wasn't like okay we've gone three minutes without a basket here and we've let Armada score every time down the floor and right. now all of a sudden we're down 12 and chasing the game no it's no we haven't scored for a couple of minutes Armada hasn't scored for a couple of minutes and I like the fact that they got it done defensively, including with Benjamin in foul trouble. It sounded like when he was on the floor, he played well. But that's always been one thing is he might get in foul trouble, and he does in this game. But they still hold him to 44 points, and that's with a Sneezak who's a bigger player and can get it done in the paint. Here's, here's the other thing that I liked. Very balanced scoring. Uh, 14 for Oriole, 14 for Ashford. Eight each for Benjamin and Jackson Rowe, who had a really nice ball game for them too, and seven points for uh, Connor Rosenau, who is just it's just every night you can just kind of write down he's going to get this and this, right? And that's uh, what he does. But I like that they scored fifty-one points, and Deontay Foy didn't have a basket, right? If you're going to tell me Deontay Foy isn't going to score in the Armada game, I would have said Big Reds are one and five, right? That would have been my complete, utter reaction. And really, uh, I think Armada's biggest lead in the game was four, and PH's biggest lead was, was seven. They had a seven-point lead early in the second, and, of course, they won the game by uh, seven points. And Armada, the same way, you know, they, ha they had a lot of guys score. Uh, their three-point shooting kind of kept them around. Um, and they got uh, 10 from uh, Camden uh, Coon and 10 from uh, Preston Hill and eight points from Riley Andrews, nine points from Sneezak. But after that, you know, the other guys scored, but two points, three points, right. two points, you know. So when they lost Chapman, I I think it it helped some other guys play a little more and score a little more like Preston Hill when against Crosslex he played but he didn't score right in this game he had to score and they were going to him as an option to score um but I, I think losing Chapman really hurt them in this one because especially with with Benjamin getting into foul trouble if you have Chapman and Sneezak now the big Reds have a matchup problem yes and hey sometimes Get a little lucky, don't you? Don't complain about it. I like this win for Portier on high. They'll come back with a home game on Friday against Marysville, and they'll have an opportunity to put together consecutive wins going into what will be a big Max Silver matchup against St. Clair. Yeah, and the, the that was the start of three straight home games too. So you had Armada, Marysville, and St. Clair three in a row at home. You want to do well on this stretch. This is a really good start.
Yes, it is, and you're going to be favored against Marysville. Marysville hasn't won a game. It's an opportunity to really figure some things out, get a very nice win, because St. Clair's going to be tough. Don't know if Hunter Richardson will be ready for that game. If he is, that's a little tougher for Port Huron. If not, hey, the other two big guys have done all right in his absence. So if PH wants to win a Max Silver title and hit all the goals they talked about before the season – Beating Armado was a good step. You left that losing streak in 2022. Start 2023 with a win over a quality opponent. That's not a that's not a gimme win by any means. I'd say they're actually probably underdogs going into that game. They get the win. Now they host Marysville before they host St. Clair. This is a chance for PH to really reestablish themselves and put them back on the map. That was the win I was talking about I needed to see from the Big Reds, and they delivered in kind of impressive fashion. Yeah, uh, so uh, th- this was a good game, and, and I really, really liked the way Port Huron played uh, in the basketball game all night long. Really calm, really collected, um, and uh, yeah, th- they just, I guess, managed the game mm-hmm. really well. It slowed down a little bit for them. Would yeah, you say? yeah, it wasn't at times as they would panic helter, before. Yeah, it wasn't as helter skelter, and there there wasn't the mistakes. And actually, there were stretches in the ball game where PH's pressure caused problems for Armada, and Armada generally their ball handlers are are pretty capable and pretty solid. But the, the, you know they had a couple of turnovers last night just because. You know, PH would send two or three guys into the backcourt, and all of a sudden, Armada would be like, "Oh, what's this? I got to make this bounce pass through three guys and wonder why it got intercepted." So, let's talk about the BWAC because uh, there's two other BWAC teams that played in one. Yale beat Peck 72-29. Monarch had another big game with 20 points. Caleb Gardner had 11. Jakubiak 10. Kohler 10. And Almont beat Burton Atherton 66-42. Yeah, uh, Yale has got a big game this week at home against Croslex. And so I, th- I think on the last show, I called Peck kind of a trap game. Like, yeah, no. Don't, don't show up expecting that it's going to be done. Clearly, they didn't show up expecting it was going to be done. They went out and got it done. Yeah, they just in a big way crushed them. And Almont gets a nice win that they need going uh, back into resuming BWAC play. And that's two in a row for them because, remember, they got the Bishop Foley win too yes, by it a is. point in a tight game. So Yes, it is. But Yale Crosslex is going to be the big one coming out of the break. That's Thursday. I'll be out in Yale for that game. Hey, you're 6-0. and You have a big rival coming in. Should be a really electric atmosphere. You want to be a big boy, time to prove you're a big boy. This is chips in the middle of the table. Hey, put up or shut up time. And even if Yale, if Yale loses this game by four points, that's a good showing. But if Croslex comes in and does what they've done for the past three years and just crushes you, that's it would be a little demoralizing but hey you're six and oh you haven't really had a close game your closest win was the 13 point win over birch run that's if there was one nitpick with yales it's they haven't had that tight knit backs against the wall fourth quarter that if you're beating cross lex you're not going to have an easy fourth quarter yeah and that's kind of the the, that's the catch 22 because wouldn't you much rather breeze through wins but at some point yeah, you, you do need to be tested to make sure that you can withstand the test because you know it isn't going to always be that easy. Yeah, and you just look at the records of the teams they've beaten. Doesn't It's not very strong. Their teams combined wins. There are, I believe if I did my math correctly, 10 total wins between their six wins. Marlette has won three games. Uh, Peck's won two. North Branch has won two, I believe. Birch Run has won one a game. And Marine City and Marysville are winless. Yeah. So, so well, they're definitely going to get a, a test with Croslex. You would have liked to have a game that maybe not against a power, but if you play a team that's a slightly above 500 team before going into Croslex because it feels like you're jumping in difficulty pretty radically. Yeah, uh, and and again, I, I don't know how the matchups are going to work out in this one, uh, and it might just be that our meta matches up better than most against Croslex, but I mean, 
Ar- Armada gave Crosslex a run for their money at Armada. Probably should have won the ball game. Yes. One thing I will say in defense of Crosslex is for them, that was kind of a trappy game. They had just beaten U Prep and they had Northern two days later. They were on the road. It had the making. It was it was set up for Armada to give them a really good shot, and they did. Uh, they just couldn't quite get it done. For Croslex, I mean, hey, they're they're hyper focused. I'll tell you what, there's not a single chance they're looking past this Yale team, and I know that for a fact. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, no way, no way. Um, and and the other thing, if you're Yale, that that nobody seems to be able to do. Croslex seems to do this to everybody they play, and that's that opening blitzkrieg where they come out and have eight, nine, ten points before anybody sat down. And I know this was a couple years ago. This was, this was the COVID year, but what was wasn't it twenty three to two? They were up on Armada in the district championship game. Mm-hmm. Like that was the pinnacle of the blitzkrieg. Yeah, it was. Well, and they did it to Notre Dame Prep, I think, in the first game of the regionals. Well, it was like, or good, it was Goodrich. You're like, all right, big game, two years in the making, cut scene, end of the first quarter, 15 point lead. They, they try to crush your confidence, crush your, your, your psyche, and say, oh, you're losing tonight, get used to it. And I like Jackson Kohler as a player, but he's a freshman. This is going to be a big time game for him. It's going to really test the mental fortitude of him. If he, if, if he passes this game and does really well, then that's a really mature freshman running point because he's the one that offense is coordinated by. He's the one that runs point, brings the ball up, and I don't think Croslex is just going to let him slowly dribble over half court. No, no, they're they're gonna they're gonna test him, and uh, and we'll we'll see how this goes. Very very excited. You'll be at this game that same night. I've got a good girls game with PH and Dakota. Yes. Um, now I know Dakota. Everybody's telling me Dakota is not the Dakota of the past, but it still means they're probably they're still good. Dakota. There is one <laughs> other BWAC game I want to mention that happens Thursday. Richmond hosts MLA City. Now, I think Richmond's the favorite, and Richmond also undefeated. They've been putting a hurt on some teams. They got the big win at uh, Notre Dame Prep. They beat uh, Mooney by 15. But home against MLA City is a nice test to start BWAC play. We talked about it. They don't really have a test after this, a a tough one until Cross-Lex. Let's see this result, because I also want to see how MLA City, hey, they played the gauntlet of the schedule. Did it prepare them for this game, or did it kind of beat them down and just kind of hurt their psyche going into a game like this? Yeah, it'll be interesting, but uh, again, um, I I really like this Richmond basketball team again um, because the, the, the guys that are back, they're all players. They're all players. They're dudes. Um, and and, and St- Stevens, Haskins, Thompson, and I'll even throw Mays into that. And uh, you know, Bartolomucci's back. He he doesn't Rajewski. score. He doesn't score like the other guys. Graham. Yeah, but but they know how to play and they they know their role. Right. Uh, and and they do it really well. Um, the, the, this is a pretty solid uh, team. Uh, and I think they've got some other guys that we're going to talk about more. Is uh, Graham is is one guy that that I've just kind of been for a couple of years waiting to explode. Right. Um. And I really liked Jalen Brown. I, I know it was kind of in in garbage time, but he looks just really athletic to me. He he's tall and lean, and he did some things where you go, oh, okay, he might be young and raw, but he knows how to play. Two other, a few other games I want to highlight just to mention. Marine City is at Frazier and Girls Hoops on Thursday. That should be a game that has implications in the Mac Gold in girls basketball. Um, uh, Yale at MLA City tonight. I'll be there for that one. Very interested to see how that game goes because Yale struggled to score the last two games, and that's one thing we thought they'd be able to do. And we might not get a chance to talk about it as much Friday because we'll be talking to Al DeMott. St. Clair at Lakeview to kick off their max silver season. We talked about St. Clair. They they don't get to ease into anything. They got two of their biggest games right off the bat at Lakeview. If they can go win in that dungeon of a gym, then they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, you know, and again – 
the the record doesn't say so, but that St. Clair team is good. Right. They are. Yes. And, well, they just got a – PH did it last night, and I was more worried about PH than I was St. Clair. Let's see St. Clair go get it done down at Lakeview. Yeah. Is that anything else in basketball, Dennis? No, nothing else in uh, in basketball. Uh, again, Friday night, I'll go to Unionville and uh, see if uh, Aldemont can get the win that puts them all alone right at the uh, the top. Uh, and then uh, probably next week we'll be talking about them going after win number eight hundred. <laughs> Um, actually, I think next week they only have one game. Yeah, we, there's a they week play, off of the Aldemont Network. Yeah, they, they, they play Harbor Beach, and then I don't think he go If he wins the next two, then I think 800 happens the week after. At Ubley. Yeah. Um, so that's all in basketball, but we have another coaching change in football and another very significant coaching change in football as Mike LeGrow has stepped down at Cross-Lex. Uh, he will be going to Ferndale, but we're going to talk about what that means for the BWAC because two of the top three teams in the BWAC, the champion and a runner-up, uh, both lost their coaches this year. And North Branch, as far as I'm, as far as I know, hasn't named a new head coach. And Crosslex obviously is now yeah. on the search for a head coach. There's a power vacuum in the BWAC, and there's a lot of opportunities out there. Yep. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Yeah, some football news here in uh, in January. Uh, there has been some uh, movement um, as uh, we we announced b- before the new year that there's going to be a change at North Branch. Yep. Um, there's a change at Mooney. Change at Mooney. Because Jer- well, Jeremy Furman at North Branch went to Kersley. To Kersley. Um, Joe Cannell Joe retired. retired. And now Mike Legro has left to go be the offensive coordinator at Ferndale. And all I'll say is if you're shaking your head uh, about why is he going to be an offensive coordinator, just think bigger picture. Um, yeah. So he went 23-7 and seven in his three years. Uh, he won a BWAC title at Crosslex. They won a district title at Crosslex, both the first since, I believe, the 2011 season. Um, and... Every year, if they didn't win the BWAC, they had a, an essentially a BWAC championship game where had they won the game, they would have been BWAC champions. Yeah. So this has been they, the healthy... They won the one year, right? Yes, they won in... Yeah, 21? The, yes. Uh, this has been the healthiest Crosslex the program has been over a three-year stretch in a decade. So I, I we wish all the best to Mike Legro. Obviously, he was a big personality <laughs> as a coach. He was Always fun to put behind a microphone yeah. because you knew he'd be entertaining. And I don't have much doubt that Ferndale will have a pretty good offense in the coming years. Now, life goes on and the BWAC goes on. The BWAC, one of the co-BWAC champion North Branch and the runner-up Cross Lex both don't have a coach right now. The only uh, the top three, the only coach that's still around is Kyle Rowley at Armada. Yeah, it feels like there's a little bit of a vacuum in the BWAC, a power vacuum that someone needs to step in. Now, could could Crosslex make a home run higher? No one knew who Mike Legro was four years ago, and look what he did. Could they find someone like that? Could North Branch find someone like that? Step right in and just keep the train moving. I, I think there, there, there's two different scenarios here, though, right now. Because North Branch loses a lot. They do. They, they, were they had a, a very senior-laden team. A lot of good players. Don't know what the the lower classes are going to bring. Mm-hmm. Crosslex, you still know that they're going to have some dudes next year. Well, offensively, right off the bat, you have a quarterback and an all-area running back to, to come in, and the cabinet's not bare. North Branch, I'm not going to say they're going to be bad, but they're might it, they might not be contending for a BWAC title, the new coach, in year one. So with those two things being said, yes, a coach could go into either of those programs and keep keep the status quo. That's an if, though. We don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be in-house? Is it going to be an outside hire? What are they going to bring in? Because I don't know how many coaches around the BWAC want to run the fast-paced spread that Crosslex does. Yeah, I was, was going to say there's a chance both teams look really different too, be, because the offense at North Branch um, was it was a variation on the the wing tee, I guess. Yeah, it was they, like a they, power wing yeah, tee. Yeah, they did different formations and things. Even, and, that made that was even more old school than you'd see at like Marine City or Marysville. Yeah, and, and very hard to mimic. Yes. Um, if you if you don't know what you're doing, right? Uh, and yeah, the the offense at Crosslex is very. Not a lot of teams are running something like that. At least in the BWAC, you'll see that more down with bigger schools in Metro Detroit. Now, I see Rapids. some teams try to run it and not do very well with it. R- right. Well, the good teams run yeah. it well. Um, but anyway, so now there are some teams that might have the opportunity to step up. We talked about how solid the BWAC is. This might be an opportunity one. I know Armada lost a lot of talented seniors, but Kyle Rowley stays there, and Kyle Rowley keeps coaching them how they do. You know they're going to be a well-coached team. This might be an opportunity for Armada to try to get a stranglehold on the BWAC, something they've never really done. Again, I know they their senior class they lost was pretty solid. They don't have a ton of juniors. It might be a slight step back, but who knows? There's always kids that surprise us every single year. Almont's always near the top. Almont beat Crosslex a year ago. They just seem to reload, reload, reload every single year. An opportunity for them. But the very interesting one, Dennis, I'll give you credit. You brought it up during the break. Yale. Yale's getting better. And 
Sometimes you need a little luck when you're getting better to really make that next step in and get a possible BWAC title. They bring a lot back next year, including their quarterback, who would be a four-year starter. And they they kind of, to be honest, they kind of got a fresh breath, a new life this past season uh, with the way they, they played and, and making the playoffs uh, and, and, and damn near beating Croslex. Yeah, I mean, the, they they made some positive strides. And the next step in, in the process for them now is getting into the top half of the BWAC. It's, it's been a very select group. Right. The, 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 they're very reluctant. The, they'll let four teams in there. Right. And, and Armada kind of bumped Richmond out of there. Well, and that's who I wanted to talk about next. They're another team trying to get – their status back so like but but Yale is like going we want to get in to that group at the top um and so they're a team that I I would think has got to be going can we start next season can we start next yes. season they're and you know they're excited out at Yale but you mentioned Richmond and that's an interesting case because they were a younger team this year and it's kind of been a tumultuous time I mean with coach Coker passing and the transition didn't go super smooth at first this will be the second year Sean Misko gets a full offseason with his guys gets a full uh, group with a new weight room at Richmond the opportunity to get kids bigger faster and stronger really implementing system gonna have well in all intents and purposes, a third-year quarterback, Anthony Benetti. Maybe it's time for Richmond to claim their spot back in the top four because they basically had a standing reservation in the top three of the BWAC for a, for decade. a decade. Yeah, well, since really they, since they, the BWAC they, started. Yeah, they 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 have been one of the powerhouses in that league, and it, it's kind of fallen off since COVID. Yes, um, and I'm not blaming COVID for it. I'm just saying that's kind of. When it started, the, the Richmond struggles, they were upset by Armada. Little did we know what Armada was leading right. to. At the time, we went, oh, my God. Yeah. What what just happened? Well, yeah, now in hindsight, that loss doesn't look that bad. Yeah. So, and, and you know, it has been kind of a struggle the, the last couple of years. And yet, if you look at their overall record, it's not like they've fallen off the map and they're going one and eight. No, uh, or, but or by Richmond standards, by Richmond standards, it's down. I mean, they 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 did make the uh, the playoffs uh, a couple of times, and uh, th- this past year they had a shot. Like we we thought at four and five, they right. might get in. Um, so yeah, they're looking to kind of get back in there um, again. I I think if you're Elmont, you're looking at okay. We, we've kind of been third or fourth best the last couple of years. And if you look back, it wasn't that long ago they won back-to-back titles. Right. They want to get back to the top. Yale is going, this is a good time to be turning the program around. Mm-hmm. Um, and these other teams, Crosslex and North Branch are sitting there going, hey, we'll be fine. Right. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll bring somebody in and we'll be fine. But those are two, I don't want to say impossible guys, but they're tough guys to follow up. One, they both were – Big personalities in their own right. Two, they were very staunch in their systems. They ran not very common systems, at least around here, because even around here, that is old school wing T. Like that in North Branch, that is not something you see. Even Marine City, as I said, runs a more modern version of that. Yeah. They, ha- they they will go out of the shotgun when they need to. They can spread it out if they need to. North Branch doesn't, and it works. And Cross-Lex is kind of the opposite. It's go, 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 go. And you're right. If you don't know the intricacies and you don't have everything exact, you can crash and burn really fast yeah. running an offense well, that quickly. Again, I, I say, well, we do a lot of MAC games. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams in the MAC run the spread. Fitzgerald runs similar formations in that and that, or they did, um, you know. But it wasn't the hurry up stuff, right? And that's what makes Crosslex different from everybody else. Is they're trying to go eighty yards in thirty seconds, right? They want to run a play every twenty seconds, basically, and they want to make it impossible for defenses to be able to sit out there, make adjustments, make substitutions. So. That's I don't know how the ads have been handling that. Um, is there going to be is that 
a prerequisite. Hey, we want to run the same system, or are they just going to go with an open mind? Again, there's probably a coach somewhere in the state of Michigan that's applying for these jobs. That's a hell of a football coach that we have no idea who it is. Yeah, and and the, the to me, all I would say to to people who are involved in in this process, whoever you bring in, let them do their thing. Right. Don't force them to do something they're not comfortable with. Leave them alone. Right. And let them do their thing. Just want a note in case anyone's wondering. With uh, I don't know about North Branch. I do know with Croslex that Sheridan's going to uh, Ferndale with him, and Ryan Legro is going with his brother Mike. So it's a complete gutting at Croslex. I haven't heard anything about North Branch. If the whole staff's going to Kersley, if it's just Jeremy Furman, but that's also the other thing. If you want to hire internally, all right, who's your staff? Because in Cross-Lex's case, the whole varsity staff, essentially, or at least the offensive and defensive coordinators are gone. And remember, they were running the JV, too. Yeah, they ran a, the program where they weren't the head coach of the JV, but they were, all, they were running the JV practices. They were taking time, doing both. So they were very hands-on at all levels. Just something to consider again. I don't know if these if Croslex will get three people applying to the job or they'll get three hundred people applying to the job. I have no idea, but I just hey, I know they're gonna have some talent up there. And when we heard the news, it wasn't shocking, but we were disappointed because we liked having him, Mike Legro up there. Yeah, and in the North Branch case, uh, if he didn't go to Kersley with Coach Furman, they do have an assistant who's right. very familiar with the league right? and who I think could go in and do a good job. Yes, absolutely. So is there anything else, Dennis, on that or basketball before we wrap this up? Uh, uh, I actually wanted to mention that I've got hockey tonight. Yes, you do. Uh, at McMorrin, uh, Northern is facing the team that knocked them out of the playoffs in the regional finals last year. Well, they've been uh, knocked down a peg or two La- this year. La- Lance, Lance Cruz Unified. And well, that that was my point. A lot of guys on Northern's roster played in that game, and it's a chance maybe to get a little revenge because uh, Lance Cruz Unified doesn't have the two guys that made them go last year that were like eighty percent of their team offense and scored sixty six goals. Uh, the one guy Gooley had thirty nine goals last year. He scored four in that playoff game against yeah. Northern. And I didn't even think he was the best player on the team. I thought the other kid, Ringstadt, was the best player. So They're both really good. They're both really good, and they're both not there anymore. Uh, and because of it, uh, Lance Cruz Unified is 3-7 and seven after a 2-0 and oh start. So they're 1-7 and seven in their Ooh, last eight. That's so. rough. Go get them, Northern. That's uh, 6 o'clock tonight from McMoran Arena. All right, that's all I had. That's all I have at. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.